Ahoy oi and welcome to the first Orient Outlook podcast of 2016 with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stan Chum, bearded shirt checked, bearded shirt, bearded, bearded, checked shirt legend this evening, Mr. Paul Lee. <laughs> Tripping up on your compliments, right. thank you mate, yeah, lovely. Uh, hello everybody, <laughs> happy new year, welcome to episode 56 of the Orient Outlook podcast, thanks again for joining us this week. Um... Twitter, uh, as always, we do an update on that because you know there aren't that many Orient fans out there, so we try and keep a track of, of where we're going with our Twitter followers. It's a pretty good indicator, really, uh, as to who we're reaching out to. It's yep. 1,897 at the moment, which is absolutely phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Uh, we know there's still more Orient fans out there, even casual ones. You know, there are Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, dare I say that word, uh, and, any, and anyone further afield. <laughs> Um, out there so so mention us always include at or in Outlook for a, re- for a retweet uh, something we did during the Christmas New Year period uh, you may or may not have noticed we now have a Facebook page yeah. so simply go to Facebook search Orient Outlook Podcast like the page um, you should get updates you may have to go into your settings to, to get alerts for when things get posted in there um, we will be posting lots of information yep. in there any news anything we have to announce uh, on the podcast interviews, uh, any information that we get, we will put it there as well as Twitter. So make sure you follow that. And also we're on Instagram, we're Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. But if you're not on social media, uh, as always, you can email us. We're Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. That was beautiful, mate. Well Thanks, done. Thanks, man. Um, so first of all, shouting out uh, a birthday shout out. We had an email. So happy birthday to David Mattock for 2nd of January. So happy birthday, mate. And happy birthday to any other O's fans who had their birthday this week. Or last year, or has one this year. Yeah, so anyone with a birthday this year, if you want a birthday shout out, give us a tweet or DM us and we'll see what we can do for you. So lots of listeners this week. So busy week in between Christmas and New Year. Lots of people off work. Uh, lots of people going back. So listeners this week in USA, France, Poland, that's a new one, I think. Um, yeah. Ireland, Australia, Mexico, Spain, Cyprus, Denmark, Malta, and Sweden. So thanks for all the listens. Yeah, we had a few reviews in for episode 55. At Linden Orient got in touch and said, Great pod as usual. Thank you very much. You guys have been the only Orient highlight of 2015. Happy New Year. Very nice to very, tweet that. Very, really kind, like very, that. Kind. very and kind. And in response to that tweet, we received one from at Simon08Edward, who said, That is well in order and one million percent right. How will the Orient Outlook Boys top 2015? Short answer, Simon. Haven't got a clue, mate. Yeah, we're working on it. Uh, at David Sears 3 said, Really enjoyed the podcast, lads, as ever. Happy New Year and keep up the good work. Yeah, at Nathan O'Richard said, Fantastic podcast again. Keep it up. Would be great to try and get Bichetti on to grill him a little. We would, would love to, to get Bichetti. I think there's a two, two, two chances of that. No chance and something that we can't Bob podcast on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something that came in for episode 54 uh, at Tom (laughs) he's dead now though Uh, at Tom P1984 so just catching up and listening to episode 54 including Sammy you know more interview the funny bit of that is obviously the you know bit because Sammy's a great guy absolutely Um, he he has this I don't know if it's a nervous disposition or whatnot, but he keeps saying you know when, when, when he's talking senses. But anyway. Very enthusiastic, but Orient, great to hear. And a nice yearly review came in from at Orient Meat Pie, who said, as bad as 2015 was for Leighton Orient, we've at least seen the emergence of some great podcasts to add to blogs. So yeah. thank you, uh, Andy, for that. Much appreciated. So yeah, 100%. The week that was? Yeah, so we podcasted last on uh, Monday yeah. the 28th. So from Tuesday the 29th of December, Hendon uh, was speaking to George Sessions. 
uh, and he said that he's hoping to sign one of the trialists who played against Bishop Stortford in previous week's friendly. Yep. Um, so for all of those that said that was a bit of a wasted game, clearly it wasn't. Absolutely, that yep. served the purpose completely. Ian also revealed the ball is in our court. Should we wish to extend uh, jean even Voto's contract? We've got the option to extend Jean's deal if we want to. That is until the end of the season. We have that option. Yep. So good, good to have. Would you would you sign him until the end of the season? The jury is out a little bit. I think he started very well for me and I was like, yeah, this is exactly what we need. An experienced, tough, big centre-half. As time wore on, I wasn't so sure. Oh, okay. So, oh. Uh, oh, yes, maybe him and Baldry together, giving him a bit more game time. Yeah, probably. Now on ahead, I would sign him in a second. Him and Baldry together, good experience. You know, I think I think he was just, I think Roto was knackered by the time he was, um, I think he got right, injured. Yeah. Didn't play any competitive football for a couple of months and he was thrust into it with doing two games a week. Big yeah, ask of the man. Didn't have the legs for it. Gets a good rest. Having not played. Yeah. Gets a good rest now. Sign him up, definitely Ian. Cool. Um, and on sad note, it was announced that Swindon Town, uh, well, Martin had to step down from his position at Swindon Town due to health reasons. A real shame as he was doing really well, wasn't Very he? Well, at Swindon. Yeah, we just yeah. we were saying that the actual day before that happened. Uh, his son, who's at Orient at Samling, tweeted, Martin wants to thank everyone at Swindon for the support he was given, but his family and health are more important than anything. So from from us, you know, out of the podcast, I'm we sure from everyone at Orient yeah. FC, we wish you all the best. Yeah, 100%. And uh, obviously nothing more has been discussed or disclosed yeah. about that. So, um, yeah, keep, keep keep your eyes peeled on that. And it's also announced by the FA that Francesco Bichetti will be charged for his kick on Andy Hessenthaler. As, as the FA released the following short statement, they said Francesco Bichetti has been charged for misconduct following Lake Norrent's game against Portsmouth on the 26th of December 2015. It is alleged that his behaviour amounts to violent and or improper conduct and he has until 6pm on Monday the 4th of January to respond to the charge. Absolute madness. I can't I can't believe there's been that many chairmen who are going to be uh, charged for kicking their assistant manager following a full-time win. You know, not like we lost, but a win. But, yeah. you know, it goes it on. It happened. It goes it on. It got caught on camera. People can see it. There's Absolutely. no banter in that. He took a full-on swing at him. He did. So, I presume Bichetti will not appeal that. You would presume it wouldn't it's be appealed. compelling video evidence but, again. It'd be stupid to appeal that. But we will see. A funny tweet we had from that was that from at David Rickard 80, who said, Hope they ban him for the next six years. His attempted kick was as bad as one of our defensive clearances. Hashtag embarrassment. Yeah. Thank you for your tweet, David. Yep, then on Wednesday the 30th of December, Jack Payne spoke to George Sessions about the defeat at Bristol Rovers and he said it's just frustrating coming away and saying we've done all right, but we haven't got a result, so it doesn't really mean a lot. The way we started, we would have taken a draw. We come in at half-time and I think a one-all draw here is a good result, especially after winning on Boxing Day. Um, If we could have won on Saturday as well, as well it is a good three games, but this one is is good there. But this one is gone now and we need to focus on Stevenage. Sorry, couldn't quite get my words out there. So, yeah, Jack Payne saying, you know, we keep saying the same thing. Yep. It's just, you know, we need to do better. Absolutely. Is what I'm taking from that. Absolutely. And Thursday, 31st December, New Year's Eve, uh, it was revealed that Harry Lee was recalled from his loan spot winning United due to him picking up an injury. Um, and that brings 2015... To a to, sad close, really. To a sad close. So, that was New Year's Eve. And Friday, 1st of January... Start the year as, as as we ended it really, absolutely. It? So that was started with confirming that Lloyd James will miss the next six to eight weeks with an Achilles injury, um, which was a shame as he was just getting back into the team, wasn't he? Really, before this injury setback, when you know a fit Lloyd James is a good Lloyd James. Absolutely, can ping a pass, no question. At around eight o'clock, 
we were, I think, the first to, to say that Callum yep. Araldo Martin has joined us on a one-month loan, and it's finally confirmed by the club on Saturday morning. Yep. Uh, he goes straight. He went straight into the matchday squad. Uh, so welcome to the to the O's, Callum. Um, and I think even Steve Bruce had been on Twitter, or someone had quoted Steve Bruce yeah, yeah, on Steve Friday Bruce, night. So. Steve Bruce had been quoted on Twitter. All the how the whole accounts were saying it was done. That's when we got wind of it. I think we were the first on account to announce it had been done. Cool. And then confirmation followed on Saturday morning from the club. But I assume that is from from what I've seen of him, a few clips on Twitter, on he YouTube. Did, he did play against us actually. Looks decent. He did in that. In game, the game in that awful game where we went to extra time I went to the toilet and missed their goal and then we went out the <laughs> yeah. cup, so. fantastic so that leads us on to yesterday Saturday 2nd of January so Stephen Nugent away team was announced Chizek in goal and in the defence of Klehesi uh, Essen Kipakawa I still don't say his blokes <coughs> Cole Kipakawa I think the piece Kishore. silent Kipakawa Kikawa Kikawa. I think the P is silent fine and or it could be the K is silent so it could be Pekawa. I still can't say the guy's name um, Turgot Payne Pritchard McEnough from midfield with Palmer and Simpson up front and on the bench we had Granger Dunn Pollock Aaron Pollock there name not mentioned before so well Come done to you that. mate for yeah. making the first subs bench your career uh, Monker Gerardo Martin Kashkit Marquis so decent looking bench there some experience mixed with youth I would say so new loan signing Callum Gerardo Martin's on the bench yeah, we youngster Aaron Pollock and Shaw replaces the injured Mvoto apart cool. from that the only change from the match against Bristol Rovers yeah so it kicked off looked like we were playing a 4-4-2 sadly we weren't there um, but uh, we were playing a 4-4-2 with McEnough on the left wing Turgot yeah. on the right uh, in the 11th minute um, action obviously kicked off and, yeah. and, and 11 minutes in a poor pass from Stevenage went to Turgot runs into the box he picks out Palmer but his touch is poor and Stevenage managed to clear away the danger there's a lot of times recently where we talk about games where a good pass goes into Palmer and the first touch is often miscontrolled or misplaced and is poor so for me Palmer's got to start doing I know Palmer's doing very well when he works hard and he's starting to create some goals for Simpson but his first touch has got to be a bit sharper for me there's a lot of times that we're saying stuff like this where he misses the ball or his first touch wasn't what it should be and the chance is gone I think at this level even at League Two level, you know, you can argue that his first touch has got to be spot on. Yeah, unfortunately, it goes throughout any league, doesn't it? Yep. So then, in the thirteenth minute, good play from Turgut runs with the ball, takes the ball forwards, links up with Simpson before McEnough crosses in. Turgut's shot sadly is saved though. Yep, Turgut was seen to have a lively game, and in the twenty-fifth minute, Kikawa had a free kick, gets up and over the wall, but just over the bar. But that's decent, unlucky that decent effort. He can take a free kick that yeah. point, to be fair to him for a yeah. defender as well. Just hit the, the the netting, the roof netting of the goal. Yep. So in the 32nd minute, long ball uh, and Kikawa uh, slices his clearance. Uh, their man, Matt, runs through and fires towards goal, but Chisak makes a fine save. Yeah, a good save. save that. Good save. Kikawa's a lucky boy, I mean. He is, yeah. Very um, lucky. And in 33rd minute, chance of the first half, we were unlucky not to take the lead. <coughs> Togot's effort spilled by a day. He came out to Simpson, who controls it well, actually. He's very composed, Jay Simpson. Very. I very assured, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't snatch at chances. You know, we'll come to that a bit later. Very calculated. Controlled it well, took his time, good shot in and cleared off the line. Yeah. Uh, very unlucky not to go up, going 1-0. Simpson, that could have deflected in that. Absolutely. Because the way the guy sort of altered his body on the line, it could have easily gone in. And for me, Simpson done, done everything right there, controls yeah. it well, gets onto his good foot, looked up, saw the gap, tried to get it in there. So, unlucky not to take the lead there. Yeah. Then on the 33rd minute, we were unlucky not to take the lead. Blair Turgut's efforts spilled by day and Simpson controls and shoots, but Henry heads off the line. 
that's what we just went through. Sorry, me. my bad. <laughs> uh, Pritchard passes into McEnough in the 39th minute. He turns and shoots, but that went well over. So yeah. it ended nil nil at half time. Yeah, attendance announced at just over 4,000. Uh, so 4,022 with 1,175 away fans. So well done for going. You were at a wedding yesterday, otherwise you yeah, were there. gone. Yeah, yeah I, I had a family thing to go to. So great, great away following. Amazing so, following. I know it's only up the road, but still people have got to be bothered to go. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, in 54th minute, so second half kicked off a, po- a poor back pass from Kekawa. Chizak has to make a large, a last-ditch tackle to stop Matt scoring. Again, good reflexes from Chizak. Done very well to get out of his box quickly. Yeah, spot on. Always. Kekawa, if you, that's not the first time a poor back pass has gone to Chizak. <laughs> so either don't it? do yeah, it, yeah. either don't do it, or make sure, I know none of the, one or two of the players might listen, but I know if you're going to do it, do it properly yeah, yeah. and and don't put your man under your own team under she's that like, much pressure. She's like always alert. I do like. I do oh, like. He's she's very like, alert. Very alert. alert. She's like, Fifty nine minutes in, then Jay Simpson's shot hits the hand of a Stevenish defender. Yeah. Now for me, I'm watching that on the highlights. Yeah. And I'm looking towards the goal for his shot, and it doesn't go. But I don't see it hit a hand. Oh, so. the guy had his hand up. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay, yeah. Guy had his hand up for me. For me, blame. Blame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we had, we get a spot kick. Jay Simpson clearly is obviously going to step up and take it. He puts that in the back of the net. Really good run up. There's a lot of fan videos on on Twitter and Facebook yeah. as well. So worth having a look at that. So the first goal of 2016 found uh, was put in the bottom corner. 19th of the season for Jay Simpson. Um, yeah, 50-50 really on on penalties sometimes. Nah, but he ve- put that in very very, very assured. good penalty. If the keeper goes the right away, he ain't saving that. Yeah, good corner, good pace. And it shows you how confident at the moment Jay Simpson is. 100%. You know, yep. the keeper was moving around trying to put him off. Put keeper him off, was yeah. doing the old legs. You know, swung from side to side. Simpson didn't phase him. Steps up. Bang, bottom corner. 1-0. Yeah. Could, could you talk about the the video fan sites? There's two new ones we've just started. There's uh, at Bring You Dinner, which is a new one. And there's at Chicken Oriental. So well done to those guys for launching their vlog, vlogging sites, I guess. Vlog, yeah, that's vlog. What's the cool kids call them, I guess. And um, <laughs> You yeah, are keep, down with the kids. Keep so. an eye on those. So we went one up. Um, and for me, at that point, I expected us to win the game. You know, one up away, Stevenage. I thought we would sit it out. Well, that was my expectation. Stevenage reacted, showing them made two subs as they looked to rescue the game. Yeah. So 72nd minute, they brought on someone called Arman. I can't even say this. Nandale. Nandale, I guess. He had a shot, which Shizak saved and grabbed at the second attempt. But just two minutes later, that man equalises uh, as he headed in after some build-up play from Stevenage where their man got, got out around the outside of the defence, kind of unchallenged really, as their winger strolled into the box, crossed the ball in, and he was there to head it, gave Chizak no chance, and that was it, lead lost, and back pegged back to one all, which is the same story as the recent weeks. Yeah, 77th minute, Turga is replaced by Callum Geraldo Martin, making his Orient debut. Yep. Then in the 80th minute, Stevenage took the lead. I mean, uh, that guy Nandule again <laughs> goes through on goal and smashes it past Chisak. Uh, I mean, I mean for, their, for their first goal, just to jump back a step, their first goal, their man just walks into our box unopposed, unchallenged, nothing, no one there. And and again for the second goal, it was just well, the second goal. Well, the second, second goal, goal. they try and play offside, don't they? And it goes it goes wrong. So I think I think it's Essen. Don't sound like I'm singling that Essen, but I think Essen was the one who didn't even cold. step out. I don't think so. Essen was the one appealing it. Right. Um, so maybe it was someone on the far side but anyway right. the offside track didn't work not you know and the guy lobbed it over the defence he's by himself got a bit of time easy good finish, good finish by them man. Yeah. But, but you know I think the defence will be disappointed with that and I think Ian Hendon will be very disappointed with that based on what's been said the last yeah. couple of weeks in terms of the defence and then 
straight after that, Marquis comes on for McEnough. A strange one there, not to bring Marquis on, but to take McEnough on, who's probably the most creative take midfielder we've got, probably. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, fair play to him having the balls to, to make subs to, to do it. Not not being there, we can't say whether or not he was having a good game. Absolutely. So it's difficult to know. So, eight, fifth minute, a great chance. As Gerardo Martin does well out wide, crosses in for Marquis, but Marquis gets his header completely wrong, you know, quite a simple chance. What, what most people think is a simple chance, he doesn't even hit the target, it goes well wide, doesn't even trouble the keeper. And I guess at that point you're thinking, oh, we've blown it now, you know, typical and being one up, letting the game drift away due to two poor defensive, not errors, but lapses in defence. Yeah. Uh, so 90th minute came, four minutes of injury time were added. Yeah. And then... <coughs> yes. I think we all know how this story, this fairy tale ends. <laughs> Jay Simpson scored with a late equaliser for the O's as the ball breaks to him from Ollie Palmer on the edge of the area and makes no mistake. Scoring his 20th goal of the season becomes the first player in 38 years since Peter, since Peter Kitchen to score 20 league goals in a season. I thought Carl Griffiths did it in the 90s. Don't know, don't think so. I thought Not Carl, from what people were saying. I'm pretty sure Carl Griffiths scored 20 goals in one season. Don't know, mate. Okay. Uh, the, the, the club, the club site said it was the first, he was the first player since Pete Kitchen to do that. But okay. for me, a great goal by Jay Simpson and a great confident finish. You know, people quite rightly said Ollie Palmer done very well to set Jay up, but Jay was a more difficult finish than what it looked. Yes. Really great finish. You can see how happy he was when he scored as well. Normally, Jay kind of is quite a cool guy, and you know he can kind of keep his emotions in check. But even he was going mental when he scored that. So great to see and rescued a, a certain point for it. But although, almost straight after that, Essa makes a mistake, lets in Steve and Shizak's there to get down uh, and get the ball away. That would have been terrible had Jay equalised and then they would have scored straight after. But that didn't happen. And then we almost snatched it in a dramatic injury time period where Palmer gets a shot away. Uh, but it was a weak shot. It was held by Day. You know, for me, if that ball forces Jay Simpson, we win that game 3-2. Yeah. And that's three points. That's, that's the fine margins that we're dealing with though, isn't it? Oh, that's the problem. Is is you know you you know we had um, we, we you know the story of our season has been creating chances and not putting them away. Yeah, absolutely. So the full time whistle goes straight after that. Uh, amidst a few chances of handing out, and the match ends in a two all draw away at Stevenage, and we pick up yeah. another point in our in our league season. So if Ian Hendon quoted after the game. He said it's poor defending. We work on it all week, and we ask the players to go out and do a job. And sadly, they've not done it again. So all that hard work. Jay Simpson's doing at the moment is to no avail when they go across that line there's not a lot that we can do about it I shall be speaking with the owner and we'll be trying to do something to bring players in at the back thoughts on that? yeah well I've said it on I said it on the podcast a while ago to be honest with you um, I said it that you know there's only so much you know, they do it in training they practice on training they drill them in training once they step over the white line it is you know Players making individual errors a lot of the time, you know, the slice backs, the the the, the under hit back passes, the chests back to the keeper that don't work, the the individual mistakes that are cost not not clearing, not clearing our, yeah. our lines well enough that are costing us games. I think maybe you know, I, I you know, Baldry and Voto if they're on the pitch, probably don't make those mistakes. You'd like to think they wouldn't make those mistakes, but you know, last time Baldry was like an experience, isn't it? Well, last time Baldry was on the pitch, he got himself sent off so maybe that's a bit harsh on the other two defenders that we're talking yeah, about yeah but it's a, a one off situation isn't it he won't do that again uh, well you'd hope not so at Dulce yeah. Dave interviewed Jay Simpson and said Jay understands the frustration of the fans but said if they get behind the gaffer and the players the, it will come alright so I have we, to echo that see? yeah we have to echo that here because we agree with that as well you know absolutely right we went to the training ground just before Christmas and the players were all positive and, every single you know, one of them 
And I don't. And we spoke to them before we recorded, and you know there was no BS around that. You know they yeah. weren't saying, "Oh, it's all bad." Off camera, off mic, and then on mic they come in and put a smile on their face and talk about how good it was. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so league table. Yeah. So we're eighth in the league. So we're only one place off the playoff places. You know, <laughs> after 20, 25 matches gone and thirty seven points. So there's still twenty one matches to play. So there's a lot of football still to be played. Um, but we've played more games than we those have, around us. We really. have. So we've played more games than the team below us in ninth and Accrington in seventh and whoever's in sixth. Who I can't remember. Wickham. Maybe Carlisle. Yeah, Wickham. Yeah. So. That's where we stand on the league table. So it's not it's definitely not all doom and gloom yet. There's still a lot to, to play for. And you've no, you got Baldry to come back, Voto to come back, more to come back. More to come back. James to come back. You know, Wolf C. McCullum seems to tweeted yesterday saying soon and there's a picture of him celebrating a goal. So, you know, some big players missing, you know, so it's not, there's definitely a lot, lot to be played for. I'm always optimistic on this podcast or. I like to think we are. Yeah, lead, we try to be. Leading into your views. So yeah. We'll see where we end up with that. So, from my point of view, I think, in all honesty, we should be beating teams like yep. Stevenage. I don't think there's any question or doubt in anyone's mind. Well, on paper, Stevenage are 19th in the league. So, you look at that as an away fixture and you go, well, you, if you're going to be serious about getting promoted, you, you need be to beat a team who are 19th in the league away from home. Yeah. You know, that's just how that league is. We need to be beating them rather than salvaging yeah, draws. Yeah. Um, that, that's my view anyway. Yeah. Too often we're talking about a lack of clean sheets and it really is the defensive side of our game that's letting us down. And I'm not saying it's just the defence that's the problem. We defend as a team. Um, so I put that down as our defensive side yeah. of the game. Uh, that means defending from the strikers uh, right the way back to the defenders. Individual errors are costing us games. And for their first goal, as I said earlier, their, their midfielder literally walks straight into our penalty box without any pressure, puts a cross in and they score from it. Yeah. Uh, I personally think that's quite a ridiculous thing to happen. You don't have to have coaching qualifications to see that some of the players are not concentrating enough and are not proactive enough at dealing with, with danger. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on what it is as to why these simple, I'm going to say schoolboy errors are happening. The we, miss slice, the miss kick, the, the soft back pass, the, 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 the lack of thought that goes into what someone's doing that, that's, costing, that's costing us games. Um, the responsibility, as, you know, as, he, as, as Ian said earlier, uh, or as Ian said uh, post-match and as I've said before, once they do step over that line, the responsibility lays with them. So all this Hendon, Hendon out chanting, in my opinion, really needs to stop because it really isn't that helpful. Yeah. You know, like uh, Jay said, we've got to get behind the team, we've got to support them. We support them through thick and thin and we just want the players to do as well as they can, try even harder for us. So we really need to get behind them, be as supportive as possible. When things aren't going well, that's the time when we need to be most supportive. And as we've already mentioned, we're only three points off the playoff and it's still very, very open at where we are in the league. The other question you have to ask yourself is if Ian leaves, who comes in? Because there aren't really any decent managers out there that that are actually available that yeah. I can think of and had a discussion with someone on, on Twitter last week about it and all the names that were thrown forward one of them's got a job and the others were no thanks you're alright yeah 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 absolutely. so you know you've got to give young up and uh, young coaches a, a, a chance He's, he knows what the club means to everybody uh, having played for us before Ian so you've got to think to yourself well hold on a minute he's, he's not trying to do his worst none oh, of the absolutely. players are trying to do their worst so I think we just need to, to rein in the negativity a bit and try and be a bit positive. What, yeah. what were your views? Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. I think you summed up nicely. It's a disappointing draw on the face of it, but a good point. Um, and always good for team spirit and morale to score last minute equaliser. So we salvaged a point out of nothing. Uh, for me, yeah, like you, we have to stay with Hendon. Um, as we are still in a decent position in the league, you know. We're not in relegation battle, are we? We're never going to get relegated. I said it last week. There's no chance of getting relegated. So we get a few tweets saying we feel. 
will get relegated are under Hendon. There's no chance of being relegated, you know, for me. There are two, three, maybe even four teams that are considerably worse than us. Oh, there's, there's not more than that. Do I you know think. what I mean? Yeah, we, we, won't so be, we, we won't be relegated. Only two go down. And it's just pushing the consistency up. And if we do, yeah, we'll be there or thereabouts. You know, for me, it's clear that the problem is the defensive side of the team. There's no problem in scoring goals. Simpson scores for fun. Palmer, although not scoring, is making goals for Simpson and they seem to be doing well. McEnough is a good provider in this league. Harada, Martin looks decent. Telgott is starting to have more of an impact on the team. So for me, it's all about someone out of the defence. The keeper's fine. Chizak's a great keeper. No issue with Chizak. It's just making sure that defence gets t- toughens itself up and becomes less prone to errors and lapses in concentration. So for me, often without only deal, bring him into the end of the season, but... A really big miss, I don't think we've mentioned this before, is I feel we haven't replaced Vincelo. So uh, we haven't got that defensive midfielder who can cover that back four. Because when you look at the goals we concede, a lot of the times it's people going through our middle and just getting around our midfield too easy. So we really need a Vincelo-esque kind of midfielder in that team. I don't know who that is, you know, but for me... Someone of that ilk. Absolutely. If we had someone of that ilk who could protect that back four but give a bit of confidence in there, you know, we'd we'd be fine. So for me... We need someone of that ilk in that team. So hopefully Ian is listening to this and will go out and buy someone like that. Um, if Bichetti lets him. If Bichetti lets him. And maybe another centre-back, but I can't see that happening realistically if we sign a Voto, which I think we will. Um, but we're yeah. still waiting for the league. You know, We have the best goal scorer in the country. So for me, nothing to panic about yet. Still well within, still well within our reaches. And you know, the teams have played less games, but you know they'll drop points against each other when when they tend to play each other. And three one games left, you know we can easily do it. So Hendon, two weeks mate, get that defence drilled. You know, figure out who that four is going to be now, and just absolutely drill them and make sure there's no lapses in concentration and extra training. Absolutely, For me, that's extra training. So those are our, our views. views. Yeah. yeah. So your view. So we're trying to bring back express yourself. So we encourage as many views as possible via Twitter, email. Facebook or your voice memos and voice the first voice memo from 2016 was received via uh, from John also known as JJ the DJ on Twitter and it was this hello it's JJ here two things is Hen going and I'll be staying up yes to both so let us know what your thoughts are on that do you agree with John is he right is he a bit unfair I think there's probably a self-professed answer there, isn't it? Um, I think he shares probably a lot of opinion. You know, it shares the opinions of everybody. But you know, we're happy to. Uh, we'd like to hear people who don't think he should go. Actually, because there's a lot of people that do want him to go. So I'd actually Absolutely. quite like to hear people that want him to stay and why. Absolutely. So thanks to John for that voice yeah. memo. So you can voice memo us too. Just call one on your smartphone or an iPad or whatever you got at home. Then email it straight over to us at orientoutlook@outlook.com, and we will play it. And a new feature we have got for this year and if you're interested in getting in contact with us we will be speaking to one fan per week after every match to get their thoughts on the game just gone so just before we started recording we spoke to Matt Bristow so Matt writes uh, a blog previewing all matches and post-match analysis um, and we spoke to him he was there yesterday at the Stevenage game as he has been at I think 99% of the game so he goes to all of them yeah, yeah so, so Matt Bristow what, here we go Joining us uh, today, um, you were at the game at Stevenage yesterday. What were your thoughts on that? Um, it was a, a typical performance for uh, one stage. Uh, pretty, I'd say, pretty. I mean, terrible conditions in the first half. Uh, not really many chances, uh, and then sort of get a fortunate penalty. Richardson then scores his 19th for the season. 
you think, okay, we've gone in front, all we should be able to hold on here, but then sort of sit back, like we normally do after we can see after we score first. If all that team's on to us, then uh, can see the goal through their uh, big French strike who comes on. And can see it again, because all we can never normally uh, keep a clean sheet and kick the ball out. So can see the second one, and then it brings on a new winger that we signed in a week. He looked, he looked lively. And then um, didn't really have, didn't really test their keeper until probably about the 90th minute. Mark has had a chance. And then Simpson snatched the point in the end. So you'd say in the end, we'll probably not fortunately get a point with how we played. But I think you take the point and have to move on again. But yeah, typical glory in though in the end. Absolutely. Any standout performances for you? Uh, no, I thought I thought Blair looked quite lively yesterday. He just he was on the right hand side, but he just did in just did in a bit like into the centre, swapped around with Mekanas. But he looked, well, I'd say, probably the live, liveliest of the players yesterday. Do you, because, well, do you reckon that's potentially because of the new loan signing could be there to take his place? Yeah, I think it would be. I mean, I was surprised, surprised that Mekanas, uh, well, considering how little he football he's played, that was his third game in. Because right, he played all the rest of the games. So he played against Portsmouth, played against Bristol Rovers. I was surprised he started, but I think, yeah, I think Blair probably knows now that Enders won't be afraid to bring someone in if he's not performing. So yeah. that he knows his performance level's got to, got to increase. And in terms of the defence, SM and SM do it for you at centre back? or? Um, well, it's one of them, though. I, I, don't, I think most of my fans will agree. I don't think we ever look confident at the back. In a game, I don't think we ever look. We always look susceptible to concede. They're quite um, a young side. They're quite a young back. Well, three out of four because because Connor's um, uh, uh, Sean yes. is um, is sort of quite well, not quite a bit older, but a bit older. So you'd, you'd argue that he's a bit more experienced. But Connor Essam's what twenty three. Cole's nineteen, and Fraser's just turned twenty one. Um, so they're, they're they're a pretty three out of the four are quite young, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think the thing is quite it's quite poignant in a if you listen to Hendon's uh, post match interview with Alan Dunn, I think Dulcet Dave asked him, said, "Oh, is, is Alan in your plans?" And he pretty much said, "Well, Dunn's made as many mistakes as the rest of them." So it's like, okay, well, you, you, as a as a Hendon, you know, well, you've got you got youngsters in there, which makes it more more annoying. What balls you did against Portsmouth? Yeah, but you'd argue if you, yeah. if you know you've got. That if you're yeah. done and you can't get in ahead of a slightly unfit Connor Essam who's just returned back from injury, or not unfit but Matt Sharp, that you can't get in ahead of him and you're fully fit, there's something not quite right there, surely. Yeah, well, because it, it I think I wrote in my, in my blog after the after Bristol Rovers match because uh, Essam played, Essam's played all three over Christmas, but he played in the friendly against Salford on the Wednesday prior and gave away a penalty in that match. I was thinking, okay, well, you've seen him not exactly perform in the two games before. Surely, I know, I know everyone's not done for his fan, but he's got experience on his side then. And if if SM's still having a shocker in a game, he still managed to keep the shirt at the moment. Yeah, yeah, funny that. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you must have seen the uh, the kickoff after he scored the second goal. Yeah. The highlights was SM's attempted chest back to, to uh, Shizak. They almost go to the game again. Yeah. Yeah, and you just you just in again. Well, that, that's that's typical. Yeah. Score a goal, chuck a 
bucket literally away. Um, so in terms of your thoughts then, just to round up quickly, you still think Orient are capable of getting back into the playoff places and challenging this season to get up? Uh, I think we are, but I think it depends on what Hendon can actually do in the, in the window. I think we, we've got, I mean, we've obviously got players to score, but we have to, I keep saying, we have to score two goals in a match to win a game, yeah. which you shouldn't have to do. Hmm. You should be able to go out. I mean, the amount, the amount of times that they've come out and said, we've done the hard bit and scored a goal, we just need to keep it out. Well, that's the problem there straight away. Absolutely. I mean, I think if Henning could, he'd get four, four or five new defenders in, but there's people around to come in. Absolutely. And just to finish off, then, Matt, Hendon, for you, stick with him for the time being, give him the January transfer window for him to kind of get his get new players in and turn it around? Um, I would, but I think if he gives him the January transfer window, then that's it, then he can't, he can't, he can't do anything but stay with him to the rest of the season. If you give, if you give Hendon the, the budget, then you can't expect, you can't then get rid of him in February or March yeah. when the players who he might have brought in haven't been given a chance. Yeah, absolutely. I think if he's, if he's going to get rid of... If Hendon's going to get rid of Hendon, he'd get rid of him now before... Because he's got two weeks to the next fixture. So that's the only time he'd get rid of him. If he leaves it any longer, then I don't see how you can... You can do it. Absolutely. And then do you want to give your, your blog a quick plug? Uh, just, uh, you must have seen it. I normally write um, blog after every match, the preview after every match. Um, yeah. Uh, just take it read. I try to give a bit of a, a sound perspective with a bit of serious uh, note in there. And I like the stats. So uh, <laughs> the stat that, that's that's got, that all, they've only kept one clean sheet in the last 20 away matches in all competitions. Wow. What, what stats to end on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Thank you very much, buddy. Thanks, mate. Cheers, lad. So that, was Matt, Matt, so that was Matt Bristow, uh, his thoughts on yesterday's game. So if you want to give us your thoughts after the Exeter game, get in touch. We'll only have one fan on at a time. Uh, and yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So, so so that was that. So that was Matt's view. So more views that we've got over Twitter. So firstly, we can't um, mention all of them because we had so many um, in. So it's impossible to read. Yeah. So we're going to try and read ones that made varied points. Although we did receive a lot saying Hendon out. Yeah, a lot of them. So, barring those that have just said out or Hendon yeah. out or anything like that, we just, you know, we appreciate those yep. people's thoughts, but we're looking for a bit more constructive than that, and there's lots of that. No, not even that, it's just the volume of them. If I could, I'd That's true, yeah. yeah. So, at Tom P1984 said, I've been Hendon in for so long, but one point against the Oval and Stevenage is just not good enough. The win, the win ratio is poor. Yeah, at El Coado, so Jay Simpson is single-handedly keeping the tactically inept Ian Hendon in a job. When he goes this month, and he will, it's curtains for Ian Hendon. Liverani, Liverano, Liverani's final 20 versus Ian Hendon's last 20. Fabio got more points. How can I get behind Ian Hendon with these results? Some interesting stat. Very interesting stat. Great stat as well. At Speno011, let's get this shambles of a season over quickly, please. Well done, Simpson, though. 20 goals, fantastic, even in a non-winning team. But it's also a non-losing team. <laughs> At Ville underscore Lee said, Hendon has got to be sacked. A crazy owner needs to realise results and performances are not good enough. At LOFC1978, he's got to go. Nothing is changing, no lessons learnt. Simpson getting him out of jail again. Good coach, maybe, but not but no manager. Can't keep quoting stability. And who would you bring in 
as reasons to stick with Hendon after an awful, awful run of results. Yeah, good point well made there. At John Mack in 1977 said, change the whole back four and Hendon out because whatever he's doing in training isn't working. Uh, at the same time, the players have to take responsibility too. There are far too many mistakes in every game, which is costing us. Yeah, nail on the head there. Yeah. Bill Fleet Heat says, really don't know what's going on behind the scenes at the O's, but if he can afford to, I suggest Fab- Francesco Buschetti backs Ian Hendon now. At the Authentic Gaz. No, 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 he said sacks Ian Hendon now. Not backs in Hendon now. At the Authentic Gaz. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he said, I suggest, for, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he's sacks in Hendon now. Good point. He might not He might have any money to second with. Yeah. You know, at the Authentic Gaz. Sorry. said yeah, Hendon out for me now before it's too late. And as for who takes over, Christ knows. Top three looking out of sight now. I can't honestly believe we're in touch in distance of the playoffs, but we are, which is still a point, you know. Which yeah. is, you know why. Top three are pretty much pulling yeah. away from the rest of us now, so we'll just fight out for a playoff yeah. spot, I think. Uh, at Richard J. Bourne, poor tactics again by Hendon, never knows when to make a change. We could all see the goal coming except for him, Hendo out. Yeah, at Acquiant, so two exits in the upcoming month. One will be welcomed and the other will be a disaster. Uh, also, is there any truth that LOFC are to arrange freeway transportation Courtesy of Simpson's back as he has carried the team all season. That's very good. Wow. Very good. Uh, Ed Sylvester won. Depends on who he brings in on loan, but his tactics are awful. On balance, he probably needs to go. Uh, Bradley Acker's 95, so I might be in the minority, but Hendon to stay. We have a break now, and he needs to buy players to form his team. At Billy Herring 03, I think now is the time to say thanks, but he's not the right man. I'd go for Mark Cooper. Ex-Swindon manager, if he's still available. Yeah, mid-table obscure, said got to be out for me. Never really had a foothold in today's game. Lucky penalty with a lucky equaliser, so we draw against a relegation team. At Orient Boy 15, uh, at Orient Boy said 15 points behind the leaders. After the start we had to the season, tells you all you need to know. Top four all won today, yeah. won well today. At Chris underscore Holmes 24, said our defence was shocking and Simpson saved us again. Hendon can't seem to fill the players with confidence and he didn't clap the fans. And in response to that, yeah. at Alex uh, Rosie said, he clapped then, he clapped then, we sang Hendon out and he threw a hissy fit and stormed off. I don't think it's throwing a hissy fit. I think it's, he's not going to stand there and clap while everyone's calling for his head, are they? Yeah, but at the same time, I, I it's, at the same time it's not everyone, isn't it? You know, it's, it's a strange one that, you know, for yeah. me, all the players, if you go to a rain match, especially, no, any match, clap the fans, you know, it's not 100% of the fans singing Hendon out. There's some supporters exactly. who's going to turn against him when he doesn't clap the fans. At Baggy's house, 42. So we are halfway through the season. Decision, decision time now, for me thinks. Ian Hendon out, a new blood in, or stick with Ian Hendon, and hope to stay up. Hashtag worrying. I mean, I, I, I've said it before. Playoff, I've said it before. We won't go down. There's no chance of us going yeah. down. It's just whether we get in the playoffs or not. Yeah. At Chelsea Fish, all being said, Tactics, players, Simpson, etc. Literally nothing left for me to use to find my way onto the podcast. Well, you did it, so well done, actually. Well Chelsea done, you Fish found yet. it, Chelsea. At Magna Spugna. So, wasn't Simpson all but written off last season? Maybe a bit of time and patience. Defence seems to be the big issue, and that's a great point. Jay Simpson, you know, this time last season, everyone was saying, What's he all about? You know, I was doing nothing, and this season it's all different. You know, hopefully we'll be sitting here in 2017, you know, saying this time last year we were saying, Hendon out, and look at him now. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. At Avalon 262, back to the hotel, same old Orient, wouldn't be the same without the dodgy performances and questionable <laughs> tactics though. At Marky O's 1106, <laughs> said quality use of highly rated prospect, CJ in on a month's loan, but only gets 13 minutes of pitch time in his first fortnight of loan. So yeah, obviously he's coming on a month's loan and we don't play again for another two weeks, so maybe we should have got the loan later, if that makes any sense. 
Yeah, it can just be extended. Oh, absolutely. Well, I hope so. At TCW0102, not good, but we are one place off the playoffs. We are hard to beat. We have the best scorer in Britain, and three of the next four are at home. That's a good point. Three of the next four are at home. So, you know, if you win those, if you win those three alone and lose the other one, that's nine points out of 12, which is probably going to put you there or thereabouts still. Yeah, but we're not exactly winning at home. We're drawing at home as much as we are away. Yeah. So I don't think that necessarily makes much of a difference. All you've got is more of your own fans to get on your back. Or hopefully get behind you more. Well, you'd hope so. I'd be that extra man. But knowing Orient fans, that's not how we (laughs) operate. King Simpson, the 20th, scored a perfect penalty and his second was superb. Most strikers, 94th minute would have lashed it. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. At Ian K. Richardson said, we need to score two goals to just get a point. So that's like Matt Bristow said. Win ratio is shocking and we are going nowhere under Ian Hendon. Can't keep relying on Jay. Yeah, at Julian Fern. If Ian Hendon goes, I'm sure Simo will follow. At Stiggy64, so we rescued a point against a very poor side today. We're fortunate that Simpson has enough quality to create his chances. Our tactics seem to be get rid of the ball quickly, hit it high in the direction of their goal and pray. <laughs> and a quick thank you to that Stiggy for his photo just then, some of the uh, film that he sent to us on Twitter. Much appreciated, mate. And, cool. Uh, cheers. Yeah, at David underscore Mattock. If Jay goes in the January window, all I can see is mid-table mediocrity. Can't see where the goals are going to come from. At Orient Chris says, no sign of progress and failure to learn from mistakes. Four wins and a single clean sheet in 20 games tells its own story. Good stat. At Jeb1983, Orient 8 is the equivalent of is the equivalent of Chelsea 16th and even Mourinho got sacked. <laughs> I don't think he got sacked for that though. I'm sure there's other mitigating reasons as well. At the underscore O, underscore in, underscore Aloha said he's either recruited players incapable of defending or they're capable but not being trained correctly. Either way, it's his fault, so he should be gone. If same mistakes keep being repeated, a manager should accept some responsibility, but nope, not him. At Len M4, Jay Simpson is carrying this team to where we are in the league. Hendon's tactics are clearly not working each game, but the players need to step up. If they don't want to put the effort in at League 2, then they can forget about promotion. And something we were talking about just very quickly before we came on and started recording was about someone commenting about he does not much... Simpson doesn't do much all game, but scores two goals. That's what he's there for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas Palmer works his ass off, probably gets involved in the game a lot, but doesn't score the get goals. The, doesn't, doesn't get the credit. Get, yeah. yeah, doesn't get the recognition. Interesting. Amazing, one. isn't it? Interesting one. Uh, at Orient Meat Pie. So for Jay Simpson to get twenty goals in this team is not only astounding but worthy <laughs> of a knighthood. Brilliant. <laughs> at Kevin Cowland, bad display but shocking conditions. Lots of anger against Ian Hendon but six regulars missing some people need a reality check sacking Ian Hendon will save nothing in, solve nothing in my opinion problems are at the top of the club and have been for the past 18 months no plan no structure yeah at Tom underscore Smith underscore X said Hendon out no game plan just 11 players thrown together can we change our hashtag from hashtag LOFC to JSFC J Simpson FC <laughs> at David TH64301889 SM and after second appalling that means uh, after the second goal after the equaliser appalling in yeah. terms of that chest back that wasn't yeah. really uh, SM after the second was appalling yeah. I don't rate Hendon but his players have really done their best at times to get him fired yeah good point wow. Andy underscore PO16 said Essen how Hendon and Hess think he's a league standard is incredible the head chest back after the equaliser is comedy I mean that's an interesting one you know five games in we're all saying Essen's the new you know king of the defence so it's how you know the tables are turned. That he quickly. was doing well. Again, yeah. he started off very well as well. I think that's just a confidence thing. And Possibly. again, a fitness thing. You know, he's still not match fit, but still being thrust into it. So maybe it's unfair on him to be putting him into the team. Yeah. 
But yeah, well then that says a lot about Alan Dunn, doesn't it? Uh, at David Wildcard 80, a massive two weeks for Ian Hendon and the team. If we can tighten things up at the back, sign a couple of good players, then who knows? Absolutely. And to finish off your tweets to us this week, at Leighton Orient said, seems to me the division learnt a lot about us after the first five. We've learnt little about the rest of the division. Superb tweet. I love that. I think that's brilliant. So thank you for all your tweets. Uh, give you an update on the prediction league now. Well done to at the authentic Gaz who predicted two all and Simpson uh, to score one. But a huge well done to at Samuel LOFC ninety seven who predicted two all and Simpson to get two. So how many bonus points did he get for that? He got five points because he got three score points correct. for a score and then two for. But Simpson times two. Well done, so well done mate. So yeah. no change at the top of the prediction league. So at GForce underscore Shiv and at Strop underscore O lead the league on 11 points and O's fan basing at Matt Bristow in second place on 10 points. So get your predictions in uh, before the Exeter match and see if you can predict the score and the scorers. Yeah, 100%. So positives and negatives for this week? You want to do positives? Yeah, I'll do positives. So obviously the first one is Jay Simpson. You know, superb, 20 goals a season. Brilliant. Secondly, we mentioned it earlier, but the travelling support this season has been nothing short from phenomenal. We've dropped the league since last season, but the away attendances are still massive, if anything, going up. So loads of people are supporting, so well done. And lastly, Alex Chizak, another great performance yesterday, made some Saved good us. saves, always aware, following up his great performance against Portsmouth on Boxing Day, you know, so, so there are definitely some positives this week. Yeah, 100%. Negatives? Negatives this week, not winning against the team we should be beating, yep. four goals that we've conceded, and obviously the fans turning quite strongly against Ian Hendon, which is which is a shame. Um, yeah. But yeah, Hero of the Week? Absolutely, there can only be one. Can't Same one. There can only be one. Same as last week. Most obvious. Same as all season, for the most part. Jay, Jay Simpson, Simpson, well done, well done mate. mate. Well done, mate. So, next week, no fixture as our league match at home to Newport has been postponed as Newport is still in the FA Cup. So, a week off for Hendo and the boys uh, and a week off for the podcast. Yeah. So, you know, not, won't be doing one next week. So, our next match is at home to Exeter on Saturday, 16th of January. Where we will be looking to avenge our final defeat earlier in the season and there will be a week a podcast on Sunday, probably. Hopefully. Match. Yeah. So, Thanks for joining us it, uh, for episode 55. That yeah. is it. It's a new year, but same old Orient, unfortunately. We're always behind the boys and we'll always support the team. We'll be back with episode 56 in a couple of weeks' time with all the information, news and views that you could ever need. So as always, as my buddy said, uh, we always say, keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Have a great two weeks. See you. Always get behind Ian, get behind the boys. Up the O's. Up the O's. Here's a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now